This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello there. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We, uh... <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of funny. We keep on recording podcasts before we're allowed to um, broadcast them live. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. So we're kind so. of we're we're operating in a in a uh, non-user or non-listener informed uh, bubble at the moment. But this should be the last one because after uh, everything is everything should be in the open. Um, after after this, yes, yeah, after so, this. <laughs> so there, there'll be another one probably dropping. I don't know. This week, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so whenever, whenever Zen decide to say yes, let's let's release this information, right? Um, and at that point, you'll know what it's all about. So, hooray! Yes. So, so basically, what I'm saying is, apologies to things that have already happened, uh, but good things are going to have will have happened because I plan on doing a live premiere drop of this podcast and probably the previous podcast. So all I'm really saying folks is if you haven't been following us on Twitter, then you don't know what the hell's going on and you should do that so that you're aware of all this future and past stuff that's mixing and going together. It's like a time travel podcasting, you know? Yeah. We're, we're a time machine. At the right. Moment. I mean, it's bad yeah. enough. Jared's already a day in the future, but now we're like podcasting in the future for, and then commenting on things that are happening in the past. It's still confusing. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rather difficult. Uh, b- before we go uh, terribly much further, so speaking of things that have happened in the past, so my birthday was this past week, um, right? But it's my fake birthday because I'm a leap year baby, so I don't actually have uh, a day. Um, so what you'd say is you're actually like you know 15. Oh, I'm it's, much younger than that. You're much no, younger. I'm, I'm only 11 right now. Only 11. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> it does, doesn't it, though? Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I went and saw for my for my birthday present, uh, I took myself to the IMAX 3D showing of uh, Alita, Battle Angel. So the real 4x3 IMAX 3D no, show? No, they're not broadcasting it in 4x3. No, it's the no. it's normally a 2.4.0 projected uh, aspect ratio, and then when it flips in the IMAX, it goes to 1.9. Also, it flips between the ratios. Yes. Yeah, certain key moments, it goes and goes a little bit bigger. Um, Ooh, okay. It's not That'd terribly be... noticeable, um, unlike when I went and saw Dark Knight, which was in true 4x3 IMAX. Yeah. Where you'd go from two four zero to brrr, six story tall image, and then go back to normal view. So that one like really grabs through a slit. Like, yeah, that one that one grabs your attention when it does aspect ratio change. This oh, doesn't yeah. grab your attention so much. Um, but I did so, want to. I did want to comment. Yeah, it's it's good. A lot of fun movie. Mm. Um, definitely worth seeing on a big screen because there's a lot of visual information. You tweeted about this, say, through, I think it was the Blockade account. You're saying that yes. you, you don't necessarily have to see it in 3D. No, because I don't. Because it's think more it depth was... of field. Yeah, which, I mean, I know some people hate 3D that's poking you in the eye, but yeah. to me, that's the fun of 3D is poking hmm. you in the eye, please. You know, let me get that visceral thrill. And there's a way of doing hmm. that without it drawing away from the movie and making it just feel integrated in. Um, yeah, this you know, was pretty last... much predominantly depth. You know, I was going to say the last 3D movie I've seen in the cinema was Avatar. Oh my that God, is the you saw like the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and look, it was a pretty good one to see because well, I that, think was a, that was excellent in 3D. Yeah, and because of they didn't they used the poke me in the eye stuff, but it was done really tastefully. Yes, and it looked really good from memory. Yeah. I still remember it like it's made that much of an impact in my brain cells. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I had high hopes for the 3D in this because it was shot natively. Ah, yes. And and Alita was. Yeah, so not only was it shot natively, but also having Cameron as producer, I figured it would be pretty amazing. Influence on that. Um, But he was not director. Why he didn't direct it? Uh, I mean, Alita. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just wondering what because it wasn't Cameron who did it. A, eh? it was Cam. It was someone else who took uh, Cameron. Robert idea. Rodriguez is the director. Uh, yes. Yeah, see, it should have been Cameron all the way. We, he, uh, well, then we would never get the uh, other four avatars that he's got planned. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 different takes on the other Pocahontas. Um, 
<laughs> the four different Pocahontas spins. Yeah, as I keep on saying, though, you know what? I never saw Pocahontas and I never saw Fern Gully. So, hey, it was all new to me. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's, so here's the kind of two of the comments that I came away from this. Um, mm-hmm. Or three. One is highly entertaining. I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um, it didn't blow my socks off, but I was entertained. That, so that was a positive. Well, that's uh, two. If you suffered through the live action uh, version of Ghost in the Shell, which was just this completely oh. soulless uh, thing, which is also based on an anime, same as uh, which was an excellent anime. Oh, and no, I didn't suffer through it based on your terrible review of it. Or right, good review right, no. of it. That yeah, it Ghost, in the Sh- Ghost in the Shell, both the movies and the TV series are phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. The live action is completely soulless. It is just paint by numbers. It has no heart or soul in it. It, it just. It's it the just Street lies Fighter. There. It's the Street Fighter, the movie version <laughs> of Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I bring it up is not only is there the anime connection, but also you're talking about cyborg bodies, which is a key component of Alita is this cyborg body thing. Yeah. And they like handle- cyborg and it was like cyborg body with with just like not uncanny valley stuff, because it's clear that she's an android, right? Like well, yeah, she has android parts. And, and but the thing looks- is there's other there's other cyborgs in this world where literally uh-huh. the only thing that's remotely realistic is their face. Everything else is just completely else is just, robotic yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, but they got what it is to be placed inside of a mechanical body. More and, than Robocop did. Well, no, not more than Robocop. No, no, you know what? Robocop really, no, but it's that, it's that, what is it that makes a human human? And right. at what point do you, cease to be human and instead are just parts. You know okay. what I mean? Right. And it's a and that's a huge topic in Ghost in the Shell, just not in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, just never covered in the movie. Yeah. And in this one, they 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 touch upon it. It's not a huge theme of the movie, but it's definitely there. And it's what gives the movie its heart and soul. And so you care about all the cyborgs that are in this movie, you you actually have a feeling for them. They're not just you know faceless, mindless things to hack and slash and, and destroy. Um, right. So well, that's, that's good because that, you need that character. You need that connection. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, bad thing. There's so much story that they're trying to cram into this, probably because they knew that getting a sequel would be thin, mm. thin at best. Yeah. So the problem is, is that there's not a lot of breathing going on with some of these stories that you know could have been breathed more like. Is it like a, a sentence that just has a lot of ands as the conjunctions rather than? No, full but what you get the idea of is that it's a lot of world building, so that the sequel right. would be phenomenal because you wouldn't have to do any of the world building. Right. But so I, that's why it it's it, it isn't like I hate movies that are franchises that aren't. In other words, they desperately want to be a franchise, and so they're all set up and no payoff. This has plenty of payoff, but it does feel very much like a lot of setup also. Um, mm. It just doesn't leave you on a cliffhanger like, oh, don't you want to, you know, it, it wraps mm. up all the storylines, but obviously leaves plenty of more open. Um, so it sounds thing, like they were hedging their bets. What's time. that? They were hedging their bets big oh, time. Oh, they absolutely are hedging their bets. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing that I wanted to mention <laughs> was, okay, so the first Avatar sequel is going to take place a lot underwater. Ah, and right. they actually were having their actors with the, the, the cams that record their faces or whatever underwater doing stuff. I think Cameron said Kate Winslet was the winner of being able to hold her breath for something like seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they ain't messing around, right? So there was an underwater sequence in, in Alita. And it looks phenomenal. I, if they did not actually film it underwater, then they have me fooled because right. there's so many tells to me that it's I was real. Like, this looks real, especially when you compare it to Aquaman, which yeah. 100% all their underwater stuff was done CG. Yeah. And it looks like CG and it sounds bad and doesn't just, I never bought for a minute that I was underwater. This whole right. sequence completely 100% bought it. So right. my question is, was this done as a proof of concept for Avatar? Mm-hmm. Or was it because it's the same production company, they're both using 
both movies are using weighted digital down there in New Zealand. Was it just that they were simultaneously done together and you well, know, one happened to benefit from the other? Well, if you think that the leader was at the same time, well, that was on the cards at the same time as, uh, as Avatar, the first one. Yeah. And Cameron decided not to do it because he didn't have the effects um, that he wanted to use. He didn't have the computing power to do the um, CGI. Yeah. Um, it might have been a, like a drawing board scene underwater, but I don't know if it would have been what you saw on the screen would have actually been what, you know, right. back in, what is it, 2002 that Avatar came out? No, but this is for, oh, I'm talking about for the sequels here. There was no underwater necessarily in the in the first one. Yeah, so right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, in the sequel. In the sequels. Oh, yeah, maybe. The sequels, yeah, the yeah. sequels, they've been filming for the past year and a half, I think, okay. all the weeded digital stuff. Yeah. So it would have been going on close to the same time as Alita, but I, if I had to guess, I would say that they did the Alita footage first because it was a single character underwater. When, that would have been yes, easier. Yes, the digital works underwater. Hey, we can go whole hog on Avatar with multiple digital characters and do do all this that would have made sense because they would have absolutely tried it on uh the experiment on a smaller scale yeah. first yeah yeah so, so yeah you're anyway. probably right well that bodes <laughs> that bodes well for avatar too doesn't it it does it um, does it bodes yeah. very well for for yeah because they pulled it off flawlessly here mm. so um that wow yeah so i mean that yeah sounds good. I mean, it's one of, it's one of these movies that it. i totally went watching it on probably too much of a technical scale and mm. so when I watch it again, I'll be able to just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Um, I definitely which is think good. I, I like those kind of pay for the 3d on that one. Cause it, sounds, it still sounds like it's not like there's some 3d movies that you just go, just don't bother with the 3d. Cause it's just a waste of time. Right. But this one sounds like it's, if you could get the opportunity to see it in 3d, perhaps on like a large format screen, then yeah, do spend the money. Yeah. Um, I, um, I don't think the IMAX 3d is necessarily needed. Necessary. Yeah. I will but say regular 3d. Find a good audio system. Mm. Dude, there are some bass rumbles in that that are just like, we'll just sell it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. I mean, like well, the then... size of some of these robots and the, you know, when they're, when they land on the ground, I mean, the whole theater is like <laughs> rumbling. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like that's what I need to go and do. Yeah. Because I'll be looking at it going, yeah, I want to see that. We're actually, uh, for work, we're going to go and see Captain Marvel um, Ooh, in a private screening. Yeah, so we're going to go and see that in a private screening coming up this week, I think. Oh, very so much. that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. so that'll be, I'll get my movie action in um, this week, I think. Yeah, finally. <laughs> my, the rare time that I set foot in a movie cinema that isn't a kid's movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's uh, table all the movie talk and go straight into some pinball. We got a uh, pinball smorgasbord going on here, folks. Um, mm -hmm. All sorts of things to to talk about. Let's see, where should we start? Why don't we start with, let's start with Zachary of Pinball. Mm, okay. So I got- Because there's a couple of things we got. A couple of things to, to touch upon. The first we're gonna touch mm. upon, they've got a new uh, thing for sale on Steam, and it's the Zachary Starter Pack. And uh, what it is is um, you get Black Belt, Farfalla, and Spooky, both in their regular, what you saw in the real world pinball, and then the mm -hmm. retro version, which is basically where the uh, Pixel Magic turned them into EM machines. Oh, yes. So they kind of rearranged the parts, turned them into just a classic EM. So, and then they have a table called Strike. No retro version on that. And then Combat 2017, which would be one of their remake tables. One of their remakes, so it's a good yeah. sampling of, you know, just what, what Zachary Pinball is like. And mm. all that, it's five bucks. Five bucks so, is pretty good. Yeah. That's so if you never, yeah, if you never uh, have, have jumped into the the mix with Zachary Pinball yet, um, and you don't know what it's all about and and whether or not you actually want to do it, take for five bucks you get essentially eight different styles of table to play, oh. and it's good. You know, it's good enough that once you play that, you'll be able to go yes or no. I want more. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good way of introducing people yeah. to your product. Yeah, and, and yeah. if you bought all these tables individually, it would run you 10 bucks. So it's oh, basically half that's off. Good. That's good. Um, yeah. Magic so, Pixel have always been ones to offer pretty competitive pricing deals in their tables. Like they're, like to buy a full membership, or like what they call a membership, but essentially a full unlock, 
is something to the order of I think fifty bucks. Um, so it's pretty well certainly fifty bucks when it's on discount. It might be a hundred bucks when it's um, yeah. I think it's a hundred bucks when it's not. Yeah, um, that's still like that's a lot. You get like you get all the tables regular. You get all the tables as like EMs pretty much, and then you get all the tables as remakes. For what those remakes, those remakes aren't <laughs> junk, by the way. Yeah. They're actually really, really good. No, the the remakes are quite eye opening. Um, yeah, because they're really the designers have had fun with yeah. those remakes. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So that's a pretty good like for a hundred bucks. That's like if you're really into pinball and you really like the Zacharias, uh, that's a good investment. Yeah, but five dollars is certainly an easy way of sampling all the different styles that they have available to you. Again, mm. so you'll get. Exactly what was in the arcades. You'll get the EM versions, and you'll get a remake version. Uh, so, and they're probably their best tables that they've got, um, including Farfalla, which is the one that got it deregistered on Android. So, look at right. the nipples. Enjoy the nipples. So, uh, that was the other area I wanted to touch upon because uh, I reread the Facebook post that Zachariah had about oh, yes. it, and one of the things to note was. They full-on planned to come out with a new version of the app anyway. Mm. And when I say new version, I mean... Like, basically, the Zen Pimble FX3 version versus Zen Pimble FX2. Right. So, yeah. more or less, you were going, going to have to rebuy everything anyway. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. um, this getting delisted off of, of Android Google. basically Google. just kind of jumped the... Or, yeah, Google just jumped the gun from what they were going to be having to do. Anyway, mm, yes and no, right? Because the thing is that if they were going to de like delist their app, the problem is that people have paid in some cases forty or fifty bucks for the DLC that's in the yeah. app. Now, I have bought games back in twenty thirteen, right? Mm -hmm. They're still up on the Play Store, and I can still download them, access my DLC entitlements, and play them. Yeah. Now, by Magic Pixel like not deciding to re-upload their game after the breach, mm -hmm. which I had a look at the, the Android and Google Play terms and conditions for app takedowns. And from what I could interpret from the guidelines, they are within their rights to actually reinstate it on Google Play. They're not like blacklisted. Their, their developer account has not been uh, in disrepute. So they should just be able to remove the nipples and then upload the nipple-free version and then everyone's happy again. Um, and it, no one will have to worry about things looking cold. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, they could do that. And then everyone would have who didn't want to initially upgrade to the next version of the Android app, which, as an aside, I'm sure will be amazing because the version of Steam is amazing. But it leaves a bad taste, certainly, in my mouth. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually an Android thread on Pimble, uh, digital Pimble fans that, goes into the lengths that people, including me, have done. Um, friend of the show, um, Xenia, has actually tried to contact Google Play and raise a dispute with them about um, DLC. And, like, basically the response back that Google said, look, yes, your, your dispute is uh, actually with Google and not the developer, but we're not going to do anything about it. So, <laughs> bad luck. So... What that means is, without any shadow of a doubt, people who have DLC entitlements for the old version of Zachary Pimble are screwed. Uh, they will not. They will not be able to access that game and the DLC that they rightfully paid for again. So, what you can do in this situation is that you can basically bombard Magic Pixel's mailbox and make their lives hell. Um, <laughs> if you're an, if you're an Android customer, and look and seriously. They've made the decision to do it. They need to. Yeah. They need to live up to that decision. So, if right. you're passionate about, if you're passionate enough about you losing entitlements to the game, then you contact Magic Pixel support and you make them a little bit uncomfortable. Um, that's what I'll be doing because it's not fair. It's actually they have the right to. They would be able to upload and then put the game in. Look, we will not update this any further, which is different to we will not bother reinstating this game after it's been taken down without any notice whatsoever. Right. Because if they said, look, you know, we are about to delist this game. If you want to play the game, you need to go download it from Google Play. And then you need to go and reinstate all your DLC on the device that you wish to maintain this version on. Because after that, in two weeks time, 
it will be removed from the store and you won't have access to your DLC. Now that is very different to going, oh, hey, by the way, we've got delisted and nah, we're not going to upload it again. So you're screwed. Okay. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's a bit dirty and I'm not really happy about it, nor are many Android, loyal Android um, customers that actually help Magic Pixel test all the games right? Um, and provided detailed feedback. So the, the scrolling banner at the top of the game says, thanks very much to, you know, the Pinball Arcade fans forum for their support. Maybe it's time to actually, you know, give some of that support back. Right. And, and do people a favor who who can produce the purchase receipt, because I know that these guys don't track their, their purchase receipts. Not currently. Or, yeah, currently in their old app. So if you can provide evidence that you purchased a pack, then that pack should be either refunded to you or used as a way of getting entitlements for the next game. But in part, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's a f- like, you know, they've got to make money. They're a small studio. I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, I really don't think what they've done is great for customer experience. I don't know. Maybe Mart has comments about this. I'm sure that, you know, we'll, I'll be flagging him in the, um, the, the uh, post that I do on Twitter. So perhaps he can come on and, um, and talk about it while they did it more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a little good, a little bad from uh, Zachary there. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't like it, like, when, it ha- when it goes down like that, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, let's move on to the next item, which is, so everybody's always the uh, guy. I get messages all the time going. So have you heard anything from Farsight? What do you know about Farsight? What's going on with Farsight? And well, actually I was thinking, is there one thing that we didn't cover yet? That's actually related oh. to Zachariah. Okay. Um, and it, it concerns um, one of my favorite podcasts I like to listen to, and that's um, Head to Head. So Head to Head um, had, um, a, I think in their last episode, the, the most recent one, I think it was episode 81, uh, they were talking about Zachary Pinball. And um, I sent the, the guys a, an email, one, probably one of the rare times I actually do send them an email um, because they're usually pretty on point. But of course, I don't think Digital Pinball is there. They're especially, they're very, very good with real life pinball, like better than I would ever be covering the news. But um, yeah, in this case, they got a few facts wrong with uh, Zachariah Pinball. So um, they were, they, they suggested that Zachariah Pinball was actually produced by Zen. <laughs> which, <Yeah>, no. <laughs> which is not correct. Of course, it's Magic Pixel. Um, so I corrected them on that. Um, they were having trouble remembering the name of uh, a play a game that had a big circular disappearing playfield. They were calling it t- Time Time Fantasy Time something, and it was Time Machine, of course. Mm-hmm. Very good table in Zachary's collection if you haven't played it. Um, and I've heard that w- uh, people who have actually seen that thing in real life, the that disappearing playfield is an engineering feat. It is so yeah. smooth when it goes up yeah. and down, right? It's yeah. amazing. So, um, and then I educated them about the whole, you know, problem with the Google takedown and, and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, so it was just a, a quick email that I sent them just to help them out a bit. Just just one more reminder that uh, folks, ours is the premier podcast for digital the pinball news. Premier <laughs> digital pinball podcast as uh, alluded to by Zen. I'm, I'm sure we sound very similar on the opposite end of the spectrum when we're talking about real tables. <laughs> um, oh, I have no doubt. There's, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. And yeah, uh, I, it, interestingly, head to head sort of lifted the the veil, a bit of inside baseball of what they do to prepare for a show each week. And it's like they pretty much spend the entire week scouring news sites to get the show together. Right. Which, you know, we do to an extent, but the amount of information that we have to scour is far less than what they would need to try and decompose. Yeah, we're not having to go through 500 pin side uh, messages. Posts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the, the very niche niche nature of this podcast because it makes right. preparing for it a lot easier. Much easier. Um, okay. Back to then what I was going to say with Back Farsight. to Farsight. Yeah. Um, so no, the answer is we have not heard diddly from some Farsight. Um, mm. There was somebody noticed in one of their uh, Twitch streams that Farsight and Matt, I think they were asking about tables or, or whatever, and he wrote on a piece of paper Game of Thrones. And so everybody went, oh, that's what Farsight's working on. <laughs> and then this week he posted, no, that was just me joking around. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
he goes, he goes, would love it if we got to do, but yeah. So you can scratch that one off your list as a, uh, a machine that's uh, coming to <laughs> the pinball arcade. That being said though, they did just post a picture up on uh, Facebook of Jay and, um, uh, who was the other guy that was in there? Uh, uh, it wasn't Barry. Well, Jay, Jay Obernati and, uh, uh, Bobby King, that's who it was, uh, oh, standing yes. next to Brian Eddy and George Gomez from Stern. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Who, when we heard about them being in Budapest, we all went, ooh. But clearly, yeah, yep. if they're visiting Farsight, uh, there's not so much. If they view. made the trip up the Wintry Mountain to go and right. visit Farsight, because it's pretty bad up there at the moment, I think. Oh, at the bad, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, just want to kind of throw that on the speculation fire. <laughs> and, um, yeah. You know, I yeah. beyond that, I really don't have any more to speculate with it. But clearly, if they're visiting Farsight, there's still a relationship there with Stern. So, well, let's hope. Well, we it'd hope. be great to see. I'm hoping, yeah, you know, as far as speculation goes, because this will be good. Um, I'm hoping that they're redoing their engine completely in the downtime they've had. Because, oh, that'll be much uh, needed. How long have they really had since they released uh, Stern Table now? On, on the product. It's been a good seven, eight months, hasn't it? The, oh, since they released a Stern product? Hmm. Well, no, because they had uh, Woe Nelly and Big Buck Hunter. That was in October or November, one of those two. Yeah, but that those ones have been in the works for a while. Yes. Like, we've known about those for a year before oh, we yeah. actually released them. Yeah. So... I would think that they had a year essentially to retool. So I'm hoping that they've done something like Zen have done and they've gone with something like Unity. I'm pretty sure that Zen's using Unity for their mobile offering mm -hmm. um, because it's I've seen Unity ads in their um, mobile offering, which suggests that that's what they're using. So um, yeah, a retooling and a reimagining of their system, which let's be f honest, if they're going to be doing the um, the screen tables, the the new full LCDs, they're going to need to retool because yeah. there's no way they can do that with their current system. Well, I hope I hope that's the case. That, yeah, uh, I really do. Because they, they need a shot of a shot of uh, um, I don't know something to the arm. They they, they got to put out though some kind of a hint something that they're working yeah. on. Um, it's been much too quiet up there and just saying, oh, we're working on stuff. That's not going to cut it for people the, the forget form. about you. They do. Like I, they I look do. at the, I look at the Twitch announcements and I go, what, why, why would I want to watch? Because there's no, it's just playing a game, watching a game. Right. Like the, the reason why you tune into Twitch before is because they were discussing things about the platform. They were yeah. talking about things in the future. Uh, you know, there's like just watching a game. It drops some juicy stuff, guys. Otherwise, nope, not yeah. interested. I mean, I'm not interested in watching Twitch streams anyhow, but I'm even less interested in watching Twitch streams from Farsight when there's zero news happening in them. Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, there, there you go. <laughs> guys up at Farsight, uh, just tell us what you're not, not necessarily what table you're working on or whatever, just you know, are you working on anything new and exciting for the platform that the platform is still alive and uh, you've got big plans. They're just taking, you're, you're, you're doing it right. You're, yeah. You're, you're Maybe taking your time. You're taking your time to make the, the absolute best product possible. That's enough. Wonder, you know, Maybe it's time to dust off the NDA with those guys and <laughs> see fire if they're up willing that, to fire that up. Yeah. Well, I'm presuming it's still valid. Jeez. We signed it like about five or six years ago. Oh, I'm I think sure it's still valid. Uh, probably it is in a perpetual <laughs> one. Who knows? I'll go and read it again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I never got a copy myself, so there you go. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh, shift over to... Uh, let's see. We'll have to shift gears. Shift gears, yes. Um, oh, I should make mention the Arcade Expo there in Banning uh, is March 15th through 17th. And uh, tickets are quite expensive now because you didn't buy them early. Then the price went way up. <laughs> um, nice. I think Fridays are 50 bucks and Saturday is now 65 bucks. Mm, that, be that being said, it is a good time because it's 500 plus pinball machines on free play and 500 plus arcade cabinets 
on free play. Plus there's a swap meet of pinball parts outside. That so, sounds like a hell of a day out. For it's a hell of a day bucks. out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. Um, but uh, just kind of want to make mention of that. Okay. Let's look over at Zen. So obviously we've got the table announcement with uh, theater of magic champion pub and safe cracker. Right. So the question now remains what's left. So I did a little look-see on the old interwebs here and was looking at what DMDs that are non-licensed are left and putting together also the information that we have of, Hey, if they're going to be releasing a new table pack every six to eight weeks, where's that put us? So let's, and the other thing is so far, there's that list of, uh, table manuals that, uh, yes, it is Jared. Um, there's this, for that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, um, there's that, that, that stack of table manuals yeah. that, uh, Zen showed in their video. And so far, cause that stack started with medieval madness and mm. then fishtails and then attack from Mars. And then Black Rose, hmm, seeing a pattern here. Mm. <laughs> um, the next order of execution uh, list. Right. The next one was uh, Theater of Magic. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. what shocked everybody was that they were expecting this was coming in twos. And so they expected that Circus Voltaire would be also with Theater of Magic. Obviously, it's not, but maybe that's their next table pack is Circus Voltaire. And then after that is. Um, Tales of the Arabian Nights and capping off with Whitewater. So if we assume hmm. that those three each anchor the next packs, here's this was kind of shocking to me. Here's what's left of DMDs, folks. That Hurricane, are not licensed. That, that are not licensed. Hurricane, Jackbot, No Good Gophers, Roadshow, Cactus Canyon, and Who Done It. Exactly enough tables to go add two per this next group, and that'll take us to August, basically. That's not a lot of non-licensed DMDs. There are it? 19... That would put us at, at the one-year anniversary of of the Williams collection, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, 19 tables. That's all there is of non-licensed DMD. Wow. So they would be done with all the non-licensed within, within that year. So that would leave you with licensed tables, of which there are 23. <laughs> Lots. There's 23. They're, all, they're the ones that everyone wants. Yeah. So obviously there's going to be a shift then in terms of what happens in the program. Um, are they going to mm. go to system 11? There's 30 of those. Um, yeah. Of those that system 11s. So, you know, there again, are we going to see a shift in what they do with the tables? Um, I can say this because I know things and I've been told mm. things. Mm. <laughs> when licensed tables comes, they are not going to be part of the regular table packs. They will be their own individual because, hey. and we've gone over this before where licensors don't want their license mixing with another license. They want all the attention on themselves. Yeah. And that's totally fair. Enough. Right. Right. Yeah. So when licenses come, they're not going to be part of these volume table packs. They will be their own entity. Um, so again, that means that once we get done with these 19 unlicensed, we've got to be going heavily into the system 11 machines then. Yeah. And if we're going into system 11 machines, I wonder what the Zen mode would look like on those. I wonder if we'll actually get DMD overlays. That's what I'm wondering. Like, mm. I don't see why they wouldn't. It would yep. make perfect sense to just create your own DMD for these. Um, you can, again, you can play it in classic mode. Or you can, or you can play, play it in, in Zen enhanced mode, and Zen enhanced mode happens to have DMD on them. I mean, they've got the they've got the artists that do really great DMDs mm -hmm. for their um, Zen originals. So, you know, what what have they been doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, it'll be well, very probably, think, curious. Got a feeling they're actually the table designers as well. They probably do that, but yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, Deep's been pretty busy doing things. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've already know, started. It, it a question. I've already started the campaign on Twitter that is uh, when Zen gets around to doing Cactus Canyon, they need to do Cactus Canyon continued included. Oh, yes. So, two versions. So, folks, get on the Twitters and at uh, Zen Pinball Studios. FX and Zen Studios 
and just be like, or want Cactus Canyon continued because yep. we, have need a, to, have a we need to squeaky wheel this. <laughs> have, definitely have a chat to Dutchos and uh, get that going because yeah. it would be pretty cool. Well, I mean, it takes a good game and makes it a great game. That's yeah, all there I mean, is to it. There's nothing wrong with the layout of, of no. Bolt. Like, no, it's that's great. what I'm saying. It's, it's a perfectly good, enjoyable table. It's just hmm. that it feels not just, quite fully baked. I mean, there's been, no two ways about it. Well, it's imbalanced. Like the, it's all about the ramp, which is very like classic System Eleven um, gameplay, because um, it usually is all about a ramp in System Eleven um, or a shot. So yeah, yeah, it would be very good to see yeah. that in there. I've actually so, seen someone convert. There's a, a Twitter account that I followed where somebody is is doing up their brighter pinbot cabinet to um, the oh two point yeah the two point kit, mm-hmm. and wow. The, the side decals look amazing. Like all the cabinet art and everything. Because you get like full decal kit in it as well. Oh, okay. Where you can do everything. So you get the, I think it's a P-Rock and um, the the side decals and you've got everything you need to retheme it basically. I think you can get a, you might actually get a new speaker panel as well. Okay. I don't know. I don't know whether you actually get the hardware or whether you have to supply that yourself. But this mm-hmm. this person certainly did. Um, the whole hog. So it looks wow. pretty cool. At least they got the actual license to do that. Unlike the guys that converted uh, Johnny Mnemonic into the Matrix. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because <laughs> those guys were doing it. They had a full kit ready to go. Oh, and, they did? Yeah. I thought they were just doing it as a homebrew. They did a homebrew and took it around. And Everyone said, I want a, that. And yeah, people were like, I want that. I want to convert my Johnny Mnemonic into a, just a full on Matrix. And so they, because I mean, it's completely different play field, art, cabinet, everything. It's that mm. thing's a complete redo. Rethink. Yeah. And um, I, th- I, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I've looked up the, the information on it, but if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they had, they were going to start gearing up to actually sell this. And then, you know, those pesky licensing issues cropped up. <laughs> Mm. killed they, all they the often fun. do they often do crop up yeah you know and this was right around the same time that the uh, predator uh fiasco was going on mm. so i'm i'm sure anybody that was doing that kind of thing got really gun shy real quick um continuing on the zen front of things so there you go there's your speculation I'm, I, I did all your speculation for you i don't know any of this information for 100 what the future tables are um i'm just as in the dark as you all are but look there's your writing on the wall for i mean clearly they're doing only dmd machines right now and that's what you have left mm. um that aren't so licensed really... and i didn't include things like indy 500 I know that's a kind of a soft license. A soft license, yeah. But it's still licensed. They'd still have um, to talk to someone about it. They couldn't just go, oh, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. You know, so I was just... I'm, and the only reason why I included Roadshow was because they already did Lagrange from CZ Top in The Getaway. So I figured doing the country song in Roadshow, same same deal. It's not... Mm, the table itself hard. isn't licensed. It's just a piece of music that's in it that is licensed. So That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the Williams app because mm. there's been some things that have come to light and I'll, I'm the first one to say, look, folks, sorry. <laughs> 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 the information that I had in front of me while playing the app, I didn't realize was different than what other people were playing. This has nothing to do, what I found out, this has nothing to do with me being a beta, a, a beta tester, because when the beta was over, I started from square one again with the app. Mm. Um, and, and you still had the same um, IAP uh, leveling. No, the you? requirements did change oh, okay. a little bit between between beta and what was went live. Certain requirements changed, um, but what I found out was though that my requirements wound up being different than some of the other beta testers requirements on, 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 on iOS. iOS. Huh? Yeah. So I 
questions then, and sure enough, they're running A-B comparisons, basically, or different models for different, who knows? I don't know if it if it's regional. I don't know if it's random. I don't know any of this kind of you know scenario. And what I also don't know, because somebody brought this up, where they were saying that one day they were two parts away from being able to max out a table, and then the next day they were suddenly 68 parts away from maxing out because it went from being needing 38 or 30 parts to being 100 parts. So they had 28. So yeah, you can imagine how happy they were about that. Uh, you know, right. Um, so what I don't know is when this next table pack drops, what my table requirements will be. That'll be a very interesting to see if I'm still on the other model or if yeah, my model also bucket. changed. Mm. Well, you would think that when they release a new table pack, they will re readjust everyone's buckets. You would think the AB buckets because it's an opportunity for them to get fresh data with a fresh cut of the app. Because at the moment, they'd be collecting information for essentially volume one and volume two. two. Yeah. Um, so when volume three comes along, I would think that, you know, being a data-driven company, Zen would want different data based on the fact that th there's going to be three new tables that people need to, like, grind towards. Right. And they're going to want to measure that pretty tightly, I think. So what this made me think of was, because look, obviously they've got a business model, hmm. but they've also got different batches of customers. You've got the hmm. hardcore customers, like those that are on digital pinball fans, who are kind of set in their ways and want a certain kind of thing. And then hmm. you got your casual gamers that just, you know, hey, look, a pinball app, you know. So, I mean, there's all sorts of different things, and we don't know the data. Zen obviously does know the data, and they're going to make their business model run around the data. But mm. is there a way of making fixes to the app that'll make a lot of the people on Digital Pinball fans happy? Um, yeah. Or at least more accepting to the app and what the business model is. More importantly, so started, though, what about the, the people who are just starting the franchise, perhaps 20 tables in? Oh, well? yeah, because that's going to be daunting. I mean, yeah, yeah when it... <laughs> When you're only picking between nine cards and you know hoping to flip a certain table, and then picking between twenty cards and hoping to flip a certain table and get collect parts, is there's a world of difference in terms of mm -hmm. how long that's going to take you. Yeah. So the first thought I had, because here's what I noticed: when I was at the end of my collecting, I was only getting table parts for the tables that I needed. If I'd maxed mm. out and upgraded it fully, I no longer got that table part, which was great. Um, and when I look in the store for table parts, there is no price for table parts for any of those tables because I've maxed right. them out. So that's just, and so I have a feeling that the two are tied into each other. Like mm. once it was maxed out and new, it was like, well, there's no sense. We're not going to charge you for table parts because you don't need them anymore. Yeah, that's right. That'd be and then like that's probably, anyway. yeah, one probably helps the other know where you are in, in the collecting things. Yeah. But it made me think, how about, so when you first start up the app, and they ask you, what table do you want to start with? How about just asking what table pack do you want to start with? Mm. And that table pack is what you earn tickets or your table parts for. It focuses the earning on just that pack. Exactly. And then once you've collected all of the parts for, let's say, that first level upgrade yep. across all three tables and fishtails, get thrown fishtails because that's not part of any of the table packs. But yeah. Once you've ready, then have it re-ask the question, hey, do you want to continue earning parts for these table packs or do you want to earn for another table pack? Do you want to unlock for the, do you want to level to three other tables? Because really, right. you know, from a player's perspective, you get a lot more gameplay options when you get your tables to level two because you can play yes. them anytime, providing you're connected to data. Yes. So that is a good way of essentially baselining the experience for people. Right. Hmm. Um, now, that would also, on the other hand, if somebody was just like, well, I really desperately want to fully max out, you know, medieval madness. So give me table pack one. And then they just keep, keep on re-upping table pack one. Hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, again, you give them that choice, but have it be that you have to have all three of those tables maxed out to that, for, you know, so that you'd be able to max them to the next level. And then you ask that question. Hey, do yeah, you I think wanna... that's a really good idea. That um, that would solve a lot of the problems with like just scattering the parts far and wide. Exactly. 
Exactly. Um, yep. And it gives the people a sense of that they're in control of what their gaming habits are. Yeah, that's right. They get a choice as a consumer what they target first. And, you know, when you're first on board into the app, you do get asked, what table would you like to unlock first? It wouldn't be a big extension to go, what what uh, volume would you like to focus yeah, on? And list the exactly. tables that are in the volume so you know what you're getting. Very easy to do. Yeah. Because um, initially I thought, oh, how about they just ask you to pick three tables? And I was like, no, because everybody's just going to pick the AAA titles. And clearly yeah. they have them split across packs for a reason. So for a reason. Yeah. it would make more sense to to do that. Um, now you brought up an interesting point that I don't have the answer for, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is when you have collected the way it is currently, when mm -hmm. you have collected enough parts to max the table, you're still able to collect more parts but they hmm. don't show that you have them anywhere That's in the right. app. So when you upgrade that table... From, say, level two to level three, and you've right. got, say, you know, at the moment on Android, it's 50 parts to upgrade from level two to level three. When you upgrade to level three, would you then have the balance of parts that you've collected, I guess, you know, invisibly? Carry over. Yeah, carry over and display as part of your total towards your level four unlock um i'd hope so or do because, they just are you just collecting for nothing and they're just being thrown into the dumpster <laughs> well uh, let me ask this question from level if you upgrade to level three to upgrade to level four you don't have table parts do you you have um coins and tickets no, you're still needing table parts to upgrade to level Is it four. One, it's 100. It's 100 parts. I believe that's what people are saying. Yeah. For me, it was okay. not 100. For me, it was 30. Well, yeah. So in that case, then yes, I would really hope that those parts are actually invisibly being tallied up and carried yeah. over. Because if you're just being rewarded with parts over and over again for the party zone, which I mean, I've, I've maxed out party zone and I'm currently I'm changing my grinding habits. So... Mm -hmm. I'm not spending my Zen coins and I'm not doing tournaments and I'm not doing anything that will burn down my tickets. Yeah. So my goal now is just to like laser focus and getting up to 3000 so I can start unlocking these level three tables. And see, it's hard for me to answer this because I had more than enough tickets so that every single time a table was ready to be upgraded, I just upgraded it. Easy. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I never saw if I was losing table parts in the upgrade process. Yeah. So what is it? Seven. Seven tables to unlock, three thousand tickets. That's twenty-one thousand tickets. I'm going to have to, earn yeah, to upgrade all these tables. So that's a lot of grinding. That, right. That's class royale grinding right there. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Um, I've got a, I've got a new game that I've been I'll maybe talk about that I've been playing that uh, puts the clash royale grinding to shame, oh, um, <laughs> and the currencies of all this stuff. It puts everything to shame. Um, oh wow! Okay. okay. Here's another idea that we have that would be a huge plus. So right now, people are starting to experience the, they load up the app and all of a sudden it says, hey, you can buy all all the uh, tables for X amount of dollars, right? Yeah. And they're all level fours, amazing physics, you know, cool overlays. Right. But some awesome. people are going, well, do I really care about the enhanced physics? Do I care about the enhanced graphics? They're just, I don't know because they I haven't seen them. Yeah, they yeah. can't try them. Because they're so, not on Steam. They don't have access to Steam. Right. So how about <laughs> giving people a day or giving people just even a couple of games with the mm. with the, the pro physics? Um, how you know, inside of the daily challenges, and this might actually already be happening, I'm not sure, but in the daily challenges, throw in randomly, hey, now you get to play with the enhanced graphics. And do a daily challenge, like not the pro one, because the pro or not the um, the advanced, because the advanced one can be very difficult. Uh, mm. the, the, so what is it? It goes basic. Wait, no, it goes basic, advanced, pro. Is that how it goes? I think so. Yeah. For the, okay. So in the advanced one, because it's the pro one, the the point totals can be really brutal. Mm. Um, but in the advanced daily challenge, now and then, let people play with the pro physics. Give them a taste. Give yeah, them a taste. The, the first hit is free. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and then ask. Hey, did you Would enjoy you? that? Because yeah. if you did, you want to unlock the tables all the way to four. Hey, pay this price and you'll get this all the time. That's exactly how you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Not just sight unseen. Hey, you want to spend 30 bucks for <laughs> this product that you may or may not like? It's a big investment for mobile. I mean, 30 bucks on mobile is like right. 
you know, 500 bucks anywhere else. So, you know, it's, yeah. But I mean, it, you, you think about the daily challenges. You're already spending tickets or having to watch a video in order to hmm. play them regardless. So you are using some of your currency. So give a little bonus in the hmm. currency with... Make it sweet. Yeah, with being able to to check out these other enhancements. Because it is true. There's a lot of people that are like, what do I care about this other stuff? And it's like, well, once you play it, well, but how do I know if I'm going to really like it? And yeah, we yeah. said, well, if you've played it on Steam, I've not played it on Steam. I only have mobile. Uh, okay. And you know, this would have <laughs> been me. This exactly would have been me before I had access to a computer that was compatible with Steam. I would be going, well, I don't yeah. know if I do. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would have probably seen the screenshots and everything that we would have been covering and listening to you talk about it right. in the Steam. I would have gone, yeah, it's probably worth it. But if, you, if you're if you not like a podcast listener, which I've noticed a fair few people have actually come in that I've never seen before into the mm. forum. So it's it's definitely grabbing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Google search is directing them to the threads mm -hmm. um, and they're joining up, which is great. It's great to have new people in the forum talking about things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these people won't have any of the prior knowledge. So they, they need some help. Um. I don't. Do you have any other fixes that you would like to see implemented that would just kind of? Yeah, I think one that was uh, brought up actually uh, originally for iOS would be something that's really kind of needed um, at the moment, and that is landscape mode. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That's I'm really surprised that it's not a view option. I don't think the phone users. It's such a big deal but it's a huge deal for tablet users. Mm. And I think specifically because of the nudge zones. Well, it's a big well, deal well, the reason why I'm saying that, the reason phones. why I'm saying that. Yeah, know, but big phone, here's the thing. You know, here's my phone, here's my thumb down here. I can reach up to a nudge zone. I can still reach it in a single thumb push. On a tablet, that's a whole, I mean, that's a oh, giant. You can't do it. You can't, yeah, you do, can't it. do it on a tablet. So. Yeah. If you're in landscape mode, now you're about the same height as a phone, as a phone. in portrait. Yeah. And so you're going to be able to do the, the nudge zones. So, yeah, I know that people have been asking for landscape. And I know Zen has been kind of coy about, about it. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Because I think, I think there's landscape mode on the Switch. I'm yeah, almost positive there is. Well, they have to because that's the orientation. Oh yeah, because you go on a TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah they because they mind. implemented the portrait mode that you can put it on the switch and use with your flip grip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. So I yeah, mean, it's, I mean, it's there in Switch. So, yeah, they ha they yeah. have the knowledge. They have mm -hmm. the power. Um, <laughs> and you know, I I did at one stage. I mean, okay, that was you know, a view option very early on for them. So, you know, that's something that they definitely did right mm -hmm. because they knew that they were actually having this on tablets as well as phones and all that. And, you know, people were going to have troubles with grip. The other thing I'd like to see implemented is more intelligent tilting. So, you know, as a phone user, it, like even as you were demonstrating before on, on the YouTube video, like I, I don't feel comfortable at all taking my thumbs off the flip zone. Honestly, and reaching I <laughs> and I, ne I never tilt on Android. And that's fine when you're playing the Zen physics because they're pretty forgiving. Yeah. But, you know, if you unlock tier three physics, um, uh, you're going to want to tilt <laughs> because it's very, very different. So what yeah. I think, what I've learned um, in the last couple of weeks is that certainly on Android, they have a library that allows you to detect um, swipe versus tap. It's generally used for scrolling. So if you're scrolling a website, for example, on your phone and you're tapping on something, it will have a tap zone plus an, an error correction of plus minus you know, 10 pixels or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you apply that to the tilt zones and allow your thumb to swipe left or swipe right, um, you could do some pretty cool things with tilting that way. So you could actually like trap on the left and then use your right hand to actually tilt. Bump, yeah. uh, in multi-ball, which is super valuable. It's like a skill that most pro pinball players use. Right. Um, and in regular gameplay, you could also do that as well. Like you could you could do that as well. And it will feel much more natural than having to move your thumbs. Yeah. So I really would like Zen to consider that as a suggestion because it's doable. 
Um, there's hardware, there's a libraries in place that allow you to do that. And I'm absolutely certain that iOS would have the same sort of libraries as well, because, you know, it is all about touching the, the yeah. touch screens. So they would have libraries to help you with that sort of thing and just apply it to the game and just, it would change the way you play the game. <laughs> this made me think of, and I'll show the uh, YouTube viewers. This is how I hold my phone when playing pinball. Mm -hmm. I interlock my fingers and kind of cradle the bottom of the phone with my, my pinkies yeah. so that my fingers can go. And yeah, so my my flip zone, I never want to move my fingers out of the area. Because there's been a couple of times where I didn't quite master how I was holding the thing, and I pushed a flip, and clearly my thumb was in the wrong spot, and then I missed yeah. the flip, and it was just like, oh! I mean, it wouldn't happen is, if I had buttons. <laughs> this is how I hold mine. So mine's similar, but I sort of like curl my hand oh, yeah. and then rest it on the the little divot in the phone port, and you'll see mm -hmm. that I've rested it on the phone port so much that it's got a big bow because <laughs> um, of the port. See, it's got a big bow because that's right. where I rest it. It's because it's like a little anchor point. You know, you can do it like that and rest it there and sort of it feels right. But as you can see, like when you're doing it, it's like really quite sort of hard to yeah. just keep your thumbs there. So yeah. I often sort of go wide like that. It's hard to do because they're like in front of the boom, but <laughs> like that. So... It, it, yeah, there's no easy way to do it on Android. So once you're in that position, you don't want to move. Even like even reaching for the shift gear button in that um, orientation, in that way of holding it is awkward. Yeah. Because I have to, I literally have to readjust my grip to get to it. Yeah. And then it needs to be lower. And I know a lot of people have complained about that too. Like the, the shift controls, they're way too high. And, you know, Farsight, <laughs> albeit had a lot of trouble, when they actually allowed you to adjust the position because it interfered with touch zones and that was a problem within itself. But um, that's something that you need to do if you are um, offering it on mobile because you know, phones are very tall now. And what feels like 50, I mean, the buttons at the moment are sort of placed around 50% in the um, horizontal axis. And that may seem fine, but if you've got a large phone like a Pixel 3 or an iPhone X or one of those big phones, that's way too high. Yeah. And let's not even get started on tablets. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it, it always does make me go, well, maybe I should buy one of those iCade things, but the iCade, I'm not going to put that in my pocket. So then I just kind of like, yeah, it's a waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're on Android. You do have some, I think, uh, what is a uh, phone manufacturer that, um, oh, the controller manufacturer was um, Mad Cats. No, it was another one that actually had a, I think Maghats actually have an offering like this where it actually has a phone holster where mm. you clip your phone into it and then you've got a control, a Bluetooth control that will hang off it so you can sort of hold it like that. And uh, that's great in theory, but again, that's not something you just slip in your pocket and take with no. you. Yeah. And, you know, it's what they need to do is make a flip grip for mobile. Yeah. And, <laughs> and make it make it just like all those phone holders that have like, you know, the stretchy, the stretchy sort of like guides at the side, right? Make it really slim, and just have it so it's a very slim little trigger or slim button or something like that. Just slim triggers. and folds in half. Yeah, that's right. Like a one of those folding keyboards, and then that'd yeah. be fine. You'd be able to slip that in your bag pretty easily. I mean, I'd I'd carry that with me in my bag. That'd be fine. But okay, a big bulky controller, mm. <laughs> <laughs> made out of wood. It's going to be the next pin cab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So I want to. So all of you that are complaining about there's too much currency in in the Williams app, which yeah. somebody was complaining about the table parts being a currency. It's like no, those are just collectibles. That's not a currency. You never spend table parts other than to spend it on a particular table. But that's there's plenty of games that have card collecting or whatever. You know, that's well, in a way, yes. But they are still they are still required to upgrade a table so in and of themselves they are actually a currency okay you you still have to buy them with zen coins so right. they are a sub currency of zen coins this is tickets are a sub currency of zen coins so yeah it's multi-tiered in every single way right so um <laughs> i've been playing this game called gems of war and it's Ooh. it's a you know three gem match type uh -huh. of game but there was a, an old game, if you all remember this, it was on the Vita, or not the Vita, it was on the uh, PSP. It was called uh, Puzzle Quest. And Puzzle Quest was phenomenal because it was, you had, it was kind of like RPG slash 
gem matching. Match three. Match three, because it was you take a turn and then the enemy takes a turn and you had warriors and they had different classes of magic. And depending on what gems you matched, that would power up their magic. And then once it was fully maxed, you could attack with that instead of attacking with gems. Loads of fun. Very easy. It was very simple to play and everything. Hmm. So I did some, you know, app store searching and found this gems of war made by their saying by the same people that did puzzle quest. And it has a lot of, I mean, I can tell clearly somebody used to work at puzzle quest that worked on this. Right. Um, but well, it played the game a lot on PSP and <laughs> totally copied it. You know? But that being said, it is confusing as hell. What to do in terms of all oh, the up. upgrades and there are a bazillion characters that you can mm-hmm. find. You pick four for your team. You can still collect more cards. And if you have more cards, you can apply those to your character to even like you can level them up to say level 15 and they're maxed out. But if you have five more cards of that, then you can ascend them and that will allow them to even max even higher. Wow. Okay. But the problem is, is just based right off the bat, you're talking about probably 50 or 60 different character cards alone wow and now you're continuing to collect these cards you collect these cards via wars player versus player battles quests all manner of stuff like that this is just collecting the cards themselves you have gems which i haven't really figured out what the currency for that is but i know it's a currency you have Mm. coins which is a currency both of these are things you can purchase in the shop but you can also earn in the game in the game there's also like four different types of keys that unlock <laughs> different sorts of games that are within it. Um, there and let are me guess, the keys take coins and or gems to unlock. I don't even know if they do or not. Probably. Um, there's souls that you can collect that help power up or uh, uh, that if you want to upgrade any of your troops, you need to use these to upgrade. I'm ta- I'm telling you, there are so many different currency methods I'm playing this thing. I have no clue what I'm doing half the time other than just, just give me to one of these matches. And then I'll get put against a competitor sometimes where I'm like, how the heck did they get their characters to be able to do that? You know, it's like my attack is seven points. Their attack is 29. I'm like, well, but I've got my character maxed. How did they do that? (laughs) Um, And the game has next to no tutorial in it. It's like, hey, Matt's three and have fun. And go, right? Oh, and then the little message yeah. will be like, you should join a guild. Why? I don't even. So then you join a guild and there's quests and tasks. And, and I'm like, I don't even know what any of this stuff does. You need <laughs> to go online. Probably they have it all online on their support forum. And you need to probably <laughs> go there and go, hey, so we couldn't fit. Because the game is so terribly complex and the IP is so convoluted. We couldn't, there's no way we could onboard you on that in the game. So we're, we're here. Here's the FAQ. It's only a, it's a very light 100 pages long <laughs> and, um, and you, it'll be very easy to read. It does have pictures in it. Well, you know what it reminds me of is, <laughs> is it would be like if you were somebody that played Madden or Tiger Woods Golf on like the first two releases ever of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Where it literally came down to just, oh, you pick the play and you kind of, or you pick your club and that's the end of it, right? Hmm. And that's then you pick up what you need to make. Right. And then you pick up the latest version of the game and it turns out that you have an, have an intimate knowledge of football and or golf and to down to the point of you need to know what kind of cleats and, oh, but those, oh. those cleats are for a quarterback, not for a running back. And, you know, it, we're, you get so Too bogged down in the minutia that you're like, I just wanted to play a simple game of football you just, go, <laughs> you, know? you just go hunting through the menus looking for the arcade mode and going just just can i just play a game <laughs> right like, if right. you don't mind so i i kind of suspect that this game might suffer through that where it's like because i don't know how long it's been out but maybe when it first came out it was relatively simple and easy to figure out and then they just kept on adding things and adding things yeah. and adding things and never explaining things <laughs> and assuming that people have been following along from the very start and they right. trickle feed them and yeah, it's right. fine. But so, yeah. so yeah, to all of you that are complaining about the the currency that is in the Williams app, just download Gems of War for all of five minutes. Okay, 
and just have a look-see in it. And at the end of five minutes, if you're still complaining about the currency that's in comparison, then clearly you just have a currency issue and don't like currency at all. But yeah, it's mind-boggling. That sounds horrible. That, that's <laughs> definitely one that I will not be downloading um, at all. Uh, Except yeah. I'm just like, I just want to match gems a little bit, but I don't want to play Bejeweled. That's, you know, because I really yeah. liked, I really liked Puzzle Quest. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's the nature of mobile games. Now, it is right? the nature of mobile games, but you know what? I'm not paying one damn cent for it either. So, no. <laughs> you get screwed. They're not take getting a Take your torture, dive. folks. Take your yeah. torture. Oh, yeah. Cut me a thousand times. I love it. Uh, mm. All right. Well, oh. hey, folks, uh, uh, you know, again, for YouTube, look at that. Wearing my blockade t shirt. So, um, hey, look at me. Not wearing my blockade t-shirt. Yeah, you just wear a regular <laughs> blue t-shirt. But uh, if you would like to be able to wear a blockade t-shirt, you should go check out redbubble.com and give a search for blockade. There you will find a whole mix of different styles of shirts and merchandise that you can uh, purchase and uh, have our lovely logo slapped on. A cornucopia yes. of merchandise. In a myriad of colors. Indeed. Um. Also, as we mentioned at the head of the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter. And I state that because, you know, things like when Zen goes on sale on PS4, well, hey, we can retweet that right away. Whereas by the time we record a podcast to mention it and the podcast get released, mm, sales probably over. So mm, most likely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our, so our Twitter account is used sparingly. So you're not going to get spammed by lots of rubbish. Yeah, we're not, we're not a Kardashian posting 40 times a day. Um, no. <laughs> we just not that interesting, basically. I, I, well, I'd be surprised if we've had four, either, but I was gonna say, I'd be surprised if we've had 40 tweets in a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have. No, it's like, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Uh, but anyway, that's at blockade, or you can follow myself and Jared. Uh, Jared is at Jared Morgs. I am at shut your traps, and we're both on Instagrams as well. The show does not have an Instagram. No, and my Instagram I barely touch, so I'm not mm. much of an Instagrammer. Sorry, folks. And I do because it cross posts to Twitter. It means I don't have to do another thing because I'm lazy. Ah, uh, so you do it in Instagram, and it automatically goes to Twitter. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. Easy. Um. What else? What else? What else? Oh, hey, why don't you uh, go check out the website? It is blockadepinball.com slash episodes. There you will find all of our past shows as well as the uh, show notes and links and whatever else we decide to uh, post up on there. And if you really feel like it, you can drop us an email at blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Hmm. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. So next time we do a podcast, we'll be able to actually do it live with an audio. Do it now. Do it live. Yeah. So... Until then, folks, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Sayonara. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. <laughs>